I'm Santa, and I endorse this product or service. Santa's laughter mocks the poor, it's Christmas time again. You hear it in the songs of joy promoting fiscal gain. You see it in the crowd, it cast the plaster down the drain. Cause Santa's laughter mocks the poor, and here it comes again. Santa's laughter mocks the poor, it echoes in the night. A nagging sound that makes you wonder if you've got it right. Everybody lies awake and thinks there's more to life. But Santa's laughter mocks the poor. Welcome to this very special episode of Logbusters. For this Christmas special, we decided we would team up with another podcast, namely Back to the Podcast, to give you four hosts for the price of two. Now, not only did we lose the coin flip, so we didn't get to do the intro on the show, but we also forgot to record something afterwards, so I'm the one doing this by myself. So I have the pleasure of introducing to you our very special Christmas podcast. Enjoy. Well, dear listeners, it's come to that very special point in the podcast where we're going to introduce you to our special feature for the Christmas bonus that you're getting this year. And I'd like to say a very, very big welcome over to the USA and welcome Paul and Brian from Blokebusters. Hi, guys. Hey. All right. So let me get this right. So uh, you guys have been doing a whole series of podcasts. Bear's been uh, following these and telling me about these as well. And it sounds like we're into some very interesting uh, films between the pair of us. And it seems like we have some very similar films that we've been following. And, you know, there's obviously there's a lot going on in the scene over there. Whereabouts are you guys based in the U.S.? Uh, Brian, do you want to... <laughs> uh, we're in uh, central Ohio, uh, Midwest U.S., if you need it broadened out more than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you're right, you're right in the middle of things. Is it really frigging cold and snowing? Is it, and so is it a good time to be going to the cinema and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. quite miserable. Well, fantastic, because I mean, basically we're here to talk about movies, so this is a good thing for us, because we're in a similar situation over here. <laughs> so this is, this, is, this is all good. So, okay, so Christmas special, here we are. So really big welcome to Blockbusters. And um, before we go any further, guys, why don't you go ahead and tell us, for anyone that's listening from our fans, if they want to find your podcast, how do they find you on the internet? Alright, well, I guess I'll cover this one, since I normally do. Mm. Um, well, we're on Twitter, at, at Blokebusters. I always hate the at, at there, but whatever. No way <laughs> of getting around that. We're uh, on Facebook. Just search for Blokebusters, you'll find us there. You can email us, if you like, at BlokebusterPodcast. There's no S in there, because I messed it up when I set it up. At well gmail.com. <laughs> and we've also got... Uh, website that I kind of fiddle with but to be honest I'm not very good at it and it's blokebusters.webs w-e-b-s dot com and so kind of got a little web presence there so. Fantastic, right? Okay, so that's how you can find the, the guys from the US connection that we have now over there. And Bear, what about our details for anyone that's listening from the Blokebusters fan base? Yeah, so for ours, it's always the same. It's uh, pretty much the same as yours, really. Just search, uh, search back to the podcast on the Facebook bar. Twitter's the same, back to the podcast, although the two is a number, which is always annoying because I've run out of letters. Um, <laughs> and we and we don't have a website, unfortunately, so you're, you're one up on us. <laughs> well, I, I could recommend the website. It's, it's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. so anyway, we came here, gentlemen, today to make a podcast about what's going on in the cinema at the moment. This is the Christmas special, so let's have a listen then. Um, let's let's start off and we'll take a, talk a little bit about the hot news over here from the UK cinema scene. Uh, Bear, do you want to go first on this I'm, one here? I'm going to go first on this one we because go, I'm really excited about the return of Sherlock. I don't know if you guys have been watching this out in the States. Oh, uh, yes. we, we are quite <laughs> obsessed, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, nice. Okay, well, anyway, we've got... We've got uh, We've got series three of Sherlock to look forward to. In the UK, it airs on New Year's Day, the first. I think you get it a few weeks later, don't you, on the 19th or something. Is that the one time we're actually screwing over America on this whole release thing? I think so. Well, it's oh, an English, it's an English thing, isn't it? Oh, right. um, but yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to the first episode, The Empty Hearse. It's uh, it's looking like it's going to be really, really good. There's a few few sort of teaser trailers come out already that don't really give us much clue, but obviously we know he's alive. We knew that at the end of the last series. We know that, um, I mean... These aren't really spoilers because they're all just kind of assumptions, but there's been a lot of talk about what's possibly going to happen in the new episode. So obviously, if, you, if you'd if you rather not hear absolutely anything, any any listeners, then it's probably not for you, but they're not spoilers because I don't know, nothing's confirmed. But at the moment, it's looking like it's going to be sort of set two years after the last episode. Uh, John Watson sort of moved on. He's... Uh, 
found potentially found love and you know found new sort of ventures um and it looks like they've tried to modernize it by bringing in a sort of a, a threat of terrorism that's literally all i know I, d- I don't know any details but it looks like they're sort of trying to bring it into a a modern age um apart from that i just i i just cannot wait for this series i've, I've been waiting two years for this next episode and, uh, <laughs> and um the way it ended last time i was like you you bastards for leaving me like that for two years so is the buzz the same over in the u.s about this guys uh well i i would say that it's probably not as big over here but you do have the same uh, sort of fan base type yeah thing. I, I, I try to turn everyone on to it that i you know that i encounter yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, fantastic whether they're willing to hear it or not no uh, they're gonna hear it God damn it hold them down and tell them the truth <laughs> i will say that you did forget the most important detail about the new series which is john watson's mustache I know. <laughs> it's 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 the thing is it looks like it's the first thing that I've seen where they're looking like they're trying to go traditional Sherlock, you know, with bringing in that sort of it, 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 he'll have the cane next, and I'm like it might be too far for me, but it was uh, or it might just be November thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> we, we, we don't know. God love November. Yeah, I I saw a, a thing online which was just a mock up thing someone put of Sherlock coming back, and it's just John Watson seeing Sherlock. Sherlock, you're back. And just dot 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 from Sherlock. What? What's wrong? What the fuck is with that moustache? <laughs> yeah. I, I, the thing is, it, it, all, all the rumours I've been reading says that he's he's not going to disappoint in the way he comes back. It's going to be very theatrical, the way he, you know, the way he likes. So I'm I'm very excited about that. But my assumption, I think this could potentially be the last series as well. I've I've literally no no material to to back that up on. But I'm just assuming that looking at what the episodes these episodes are based on the sort of the the motif words that they give at the beginning of each series they say this series is going to be based around these three words which they always do um if you don't know the, these three episodes i've written them down somewhere hold on uh rat wedding and bow are the three words dedicated to these three episodes and i just think that and the fact that the last episode is called his last vow and the fact that the two actors are becoming much, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. every single month, more and more films. I think this could potentially be a sort of a, 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 a sign off for, for the series, which would be very sad. But I hope it's I hope it doesn't. Disappoint. And I'm actually, yeah, I'm quite OK with that. Given the high quality of those exactly. episodes, I would rather see them make these great episodes rather than continue it on and jump the shark like so many US series do I couldn't agree oh, with you more well, yeah. bless you for saying that sure. so your path, pathway into heaven is guaranteed with you saying that on the air <laughs> I might be deported after that but <laughs> okay <laughs> oh never mind that detail so the only other thing I wanted to just to chat about very quickly is I just picked up on the UK cinema scene over here courtesy of uh, the Guardian newspaper was just that um, it looks like they're making a bit more progress with the, the uh, construction behind the scenes for the forthcoming uh, Star Wars movie that's going to be made the next episode so um, they've been building a Millennium Falcon which <laughs> might suggest closer links to the Harrison Ford character coming back into play and of course the beloved Millennium Falcon which is just a wonderful piece of kit anyway so there's a little bit of a thing going on there so that seems to be you know moving and more I think we're all hoping over here that the whole Star Wars thing is going to move in a really tasteful and in the right direction because we just don't want it to be another car crash you know it like yeah. we just can't have that again I think there's too, there'll be too much anger I'm comfortable with JJ at the helm yeah, so. yeah I, I feel a hell of a lot better with JJ at the helm the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is the giant rat that's behind the wheel ultimately um, so you know it is part of the uh, big Disney empire, so I'm just kind of a little bit twitchy about that at the moment. So. Yeah, it's going to be a Disney Star Wars with plenty of lens flare. <laughs> it, yes, it, <laughs> as, yeah, I'm going for the lens flare, and I, you know, I'll stay for a yeah. good film. But see, for me personally, I, the, 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 as much as we all love the Millennium Falcon, hearing that they're trying to bring that in kind actually worries me more than more than excites me because it, I, I just don't want to see like uh, 20 years after Return of the Jedi like they're all a bit older they're all a bit more frail they're all a bit slow I kind of want to see a new a completely new story like make it 100 years in the future you know and just use the universe they've created the force that you know the Jedi and stuff and create new characters but by by saying they're going to be bringing in the Millennium Falcon and Harrison Ford it just sounds like they're just going to kind of continue on the old story and I'm not sure if I'm, I'm really up for that I, I might be on my own with that one but well I don't know because they were you remember originally they wanted to kill him off and you know yeah. so there could be something in that so 
I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've got a long way to go yet. They're still doing the auditions for some of the main parts, from what I've heard in the in, in the papers and stuff. So, but you know, it's it's something we're watching very very closely. And remember, uh, Hollywood, if you're listening to this, that it is only up the road from where my bear, bear and myself live, and we will come up there and <laughs> fucking take a flamethrower to that place if you screw this up. Right? Yeah, quite happy to do that. So if you if you tell us if this goes into a cake and ass party, we are on our way in a car. Okay, now that's a hot news from the UK scene, gentlemen. What's happening in the USA? All right, uh, do you want to go over your stuff first, there, Brian? Uh, I sure, yeah, I can go for that. Um, if anyone's aware of Interstellar, uh, Nolan's new uh, work, um, that will be a trailer will be premiering at the uh, next Hobbit film. So if you're on the fence about going to see the Hobbit. At least you get a look at Interstellar. So <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because I'm very excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Paul? Or Well, I, I'm hoping it'll be the same kind of thing as Inception where you heard absolutely nothing and then, oh, look, here's the film. Here it is. Wow, this is bloody good. So <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be the same sort of thing. I do know you said it was on a subject that isn't necessarily near and dear to your heart well, time travel time travel I have my issues <laughs> well documented issues with time travel films yeah. but uh, in the hands of Nolan I, I will give it a pass and you know until yeah. I'm proven right it, it'll look good at the very least <laughs> it will look amazing it'll have great acting I know that and Christopher, and Christopher Nolan is behind that is that correct that is correct yeah. sir <clears throat> so we have pretty high expectations of this film given given what this man does for a living so I mean, okay, so all right, okay, so okay, so so but so the hot news is there's no hot news, but we're pretty excited about this. Thing. <laughs> no, that, that was just leading up. That yeah, was your appetizer. That, that, that was your that was starter. Yeah. That was your starter. Now for the mains. As all you right, let's go for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, uh, Paul? You have a big one there, I think. Well, I was just going to say. Uh... Wolf of Wall Street, the new Scorsese film, uh, they yes, just yes. announced they had to cut three minutes worth of sexual yes. content to oh, avoid dear, dear, dear. what is over here the NC-17 rating, which if you get the NC-17 rating, you basically can't show the film in almost all main cinemas because they don't want to play films that only people over the age of 18 can go and see. However, but in even, this modern day, it's going to be on the Blu-ray and oh, it'll yeah. be on the. <laughs> yeah, you, you will get to see. So that rest easy, pervs. You'll get to see the extra three minutes. <laughs> and, and yet, even with the cuts, it's still going to be the longest Scorsese film that he's ever made. Two hours, no way. Two hours fifty-nine minutes or something. Is that right? Two hours fifty-nine. Yeah, like just under mm-hmm. three hours before you put the credits in. Man, wow. I don't think I could do that at a cinema, personally. I tell you, I need, that's one of those ones where I, I would value an intermission, quite frankly. You know. Yeah, they should bring those back. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. yeah, you get a chance to go out to the lobby. Yeah, <laughs> have a smoke. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I get too uncomfortable in long films, man. And three, three hours sitting in an uncomfortable chair, surrounded by other people's food, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really appeal to me. You know. But, well, uh, I will say that over here, the cinema fairly close to us has just installed all of these lovely reclining seats. Yes, one of our sponsors, Marcus Theatres. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, so so it's it seats that, and when I say reclining, I mean there's a motor in it. You press it, the thing goes back, your feet will come up. You can lie down and watch the film. So that might actually make it a little <laughs> bit easier. <laughs> Well, that's we, we, that's that's got us tempted. That uh, we're, we're very jealous of that because we're just going to the old school Odeon down the road, which is just yeah, well, the odious, as I like to call it. <laughs> uh, and also, I didn't know if you gentlemen were aware, uh, Jurassic World. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yes, yeah, we have. That's what we were talking about this earlier. Yes, yes. Can I please, please, can I please, Brian? Can I please use the word? Can I say the word reboot? Yeah, well, apparently they don't like that word reboot. <laughs> there it is, right there. This is what we're just, <laughs> just talking like, about. No, it's not a reboot. No, it's it's apparently 22 years after uh, the events yeah. on Isla Nublar. Or... Apparently it has nothing to do with dinosaurs. Nothing at all to do with dinosaurs. No, it, no. <laughs> there will be no dinosaurs in this movie. No dinosaurs. What's that? Isn't it about 22 years that's after? What, yeah, that's what I was saying, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it's... Modern day. (laughs) It's it's almost a modern day continuation of something that might have happened in the past, but we're not touching on it Will Goldblum be in it? Will Goldblum be in it? I don't know. No way way are they trying to reboot the... Anyway. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, he's doing another Western. Uh, That's what I have. Ah, yes. Yeah. Not not a sequel to Django, but uh, another Western because he loves the genre, but... And I just like to say I have I have no problem with that. I was I was enjoying the Django film a hell of a lot. Um, gave it a very positive review over here on Back to the Podcast, and um, so I'm um, whatever he's up to. I mean, generally I think Tarantino in general is 
you know, I keep a tab on him all, all, all the time and I will watch the movies he makes because um, I just think there's some real quality in there, you know, some really different different stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, the, the only other things I had written down as well, talking of reboots, The Mummy is going to get a reboot in 2016. Oh, because... Really? A much-needed yeah. reboot. Oh, yeah, oh, a much-needed yes. reboot. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't seem like enough time has passed since the last few to really warrant a reboot more than just a, a glorified sequel, surely. I know. God damn it, the bandages have only just come back from the dry cleaners. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I have no idea of any of the actual details of it. I just saw that it was being rebooted, and I thought... Either they're going to have Brendan Fraser come back and then just sort of die off very quickly and then be yeah. like, oh, this is a completely separate film. Mm. Or they're just going to go with entirely new actors, in which case, really, what is the point? <laughs> I don't Yeah. <laughs> I will not be the first in line for that film. That's no. all I will no. say. I mean, I was chatting to Byron right before we, we hit record about the Terminator because the Terminator films because this is the one that really confuses me because they they keep coming out in the news about talking about Terminator Five and they're referring to it as Terminator Five and they're talking about the director. It's probably going to be Alan Taylor, I think, from Thor. Uh, sorry, Thor Thor Two. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's on board, and they're casting the sort of Sarah Connor. But they keep referring to it as a reboot, and I think, well, it can't be. It can't really be Terminator Five if it's continuing the story. If it's a reboot, but, so it's it's either one or the other, surely. And especially that though, that franchise because it's all about you know ducking and diving in and out of time and stuff. So I, I'm not really sure where they're going with that. But I, I I do like the Terminator franchise. I think that would be an interesting one to go and see if they do it. If they do it well, if they get the right people behind it. Yeah, I I thought that. Terminator Salvation was the reboot, and then yeah. you could continue from that. But I, so that they've rebooted it, and now they're going to reboot it again. <laughs> <laughs> the first reboot didn't take. No. Now, yeah, yeah. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Yes, I do. <laughs> are, are we sure it's plugged in? <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time to have a look at what is going in the Christmas stocking. This year, what are the DVDs that are going into the Christmas stocking? Bear, do you want to throw... What is the cost in there? Oh, mine, mine are fairly basic. I mean, I, I think I did this last year where I did a, a Pixar... Uh, I went to see Monsters University at the cinema and really, really enjoyed it. We, unfortunately, we didn't podcast it. Uh, but I just think they're, they're, they're just... Pixar have always... Perhaps it's my generation, but they've always just seem to be that perfect film for everyone you know the kids love it the family loves it and and there's a, a lot of jokes for the adults in there as well i was saying to byron actually i recently watched uh the internship which is that story about google um and i found that it was all right it wasn't great but there was a few laughable moments in it but i've actually found that it's pretty much the exact same story as monsters university huh. except one's in a university and one's in google but the internship doesn't do, doesn't do it anywhere near as well right. um and it's 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 much better you know executed in monsters university so I, so i'd go with that the other one i wanted to mention was uh now breaking bad's finished and we've just finished our breaking bad podcast like suddenly you're seeing all the the complete breaking bad uh dvd collections or uh, blu-ray collections and all and, and i mean it's not really much of a christmas thing you can't watch it with your family but uh, more to the point how the fuck are you gonna get it into a stocking it's fucking huge but, uh, <laughs> I, I i would be well up for uh buying the complete collection and watching all that again now it's all finished and watching it with fresh eyes and uh a, se- a second opinion sort of thing i will actually say on that over here they're bringing out a blu-ray complete box set which comes in a container the shape of a barrel of yeah. Yeah. and, and like, you uh, also get your own meth kit yeah it's like three thousand dollars but it's so worth it uh yeah so you can start <laughs> your own you know blue meth at home yeah so it's very thoughtful I mean, that's very festive as well. That was a very good idea. <laughs> so, but the thing I like about Monsters University is that it's actually a proper good Christmas one because you can put that on. And as Bear, as you said, no matter who's there, you can watch that with everyone around. No matter who's there, they can all sit down and watch Monsters University. Because in the Christmas stocking, I was going to put in the first season of Game of Thrones, which, as we all know, is full of cocks and violence. Now, you can't watch that with Grandma. And violent cocks. <laughs> yeah, violent cocks. There's no way in hell you can watch that with the family around. <laughs> So, so that was that was my take, Game of Thrones. Guys, what about you? What's in the stocking this year? Well, I'll, I'll go further this one then. I've actually just gone with your fairly basic stuff. I would love to get myself 
Pacific Rim in the stocking. And Here you go, sir. I, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I brought over a Pacific Rim for him to borrow. Yeah, there we go. Right, and it, it's just because I enjoyed it so much in the cinema, and I'm sure sitting at home just watching giant robots fighting giant monsters, you can't really yeah. go wrong with that. It's pure escapism I can curse, Christmas, you know, and we all want to escape at Christmas yeah. time, so... And, and, and my, my other one was I've actually got something it was given to me early because i gave my wife an early present it's the men in black three film box set which came with a bubble-headed coffee alien so uh, i i was very happy with that myself i i know that the second film got a lot of flack but (laughs) uh but the first and the third film are still fairly good so that that's my choices anyway yeah i got a few just a few top picks for my uh from the year uh, star trek into darkness i just oh, yeah. that's good for anyone uh the world's end obviously oh, um, yeah. which i just picked up so oh, you know yeah. so these aren't gift ideas mom but just to let you know uh the dark knight three pack i think if you yes. if you yeah. need to well, you know I'm, yeah i've got that that's yeah good. that's a good one <laughs> and uh, also if you really need to uh buy the love of you know someone near and dear to you yeah. uh the mel brooks box set which good luck getting that into a stocking but uh it, it's quite amazing so lot, lots and lots and lots of extras on that yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all i had loads of good stuff okay well that concludes the uh the, the what's in the christmas stocking so gift ideas listeners you've got some ideas there let's have a look now 2014 there's some movies that are going to be coming up some of them we're looking forward to some of them we're dreading uh <laughs> Blocast, what the hell are you dreading or what are you looking forward to all right well i i think we we do have slightly separate lists here uh, i would like to take this point actually to to say that we have dedicated this podcast and specifically this part of the podcast to the very unfortunate Paul Walker who as of the date of this record died yesterday in a tragic car crash so a very unfortunate thing there because you know he he was a very good actor and you know even though he was involved in a series of films that some say might have gone on too long one of them might have been on our <laughs> list before we did this. I don't know. I but, might have crossed <laughs> off one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but even so, we, we would like to give out our sympathies to yeah. friends and family. All right. But, yes, yes, going into, I think, let's start with the good after that. I had written down The Monuments Men coming out in ah, February. Yes. Very Mr. looking Clooney. forward to this. Um, like, I, I'm looking forward to it mainly because I've realized that I actually like history films done well recently after seeing Lincoln and some of the other films then I think the Monument Man can be a very good look at the sort of stuff that happened almost behind the scenes as it were during the Second World War and I, I'm sure that myself I mean, and Brian I, I'm will expecting be... <laughs> it to be good I'm not expecting it to make any great chances I think it's just going to be crowd pleasing which there's nothing wrong with those sorts no, yeah. of films <laughs> but I do think it will be enjoyable oh yeah. yes very very sure it'll be enjoyable I am actually looking forward to the sequel to 300, the uh, Rise of the Empire. 301, I believe. (laughs) They added one more Spartan. (laughs) That would have made the difference. (laughs) I literally heard about this for the first time today. And I uh, didn't even know it was in the pipeline at all to be making a to be making a new film. So uh, this sounds quite interesting, yeah. But I, I'm I think I'm with you. I, I think I quite like to see that. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, based on what I can remember, it's dealing more with learning about the Persian king and some of the other battles that happened around that time. So now, has he added any more piercings in this time? Um, <laughs> maybe he, he might. Maybe he might. Well, they, added... some not. We may not be able to see on film. Well, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Well, it right. depends. Maybe if it airs on HBO, they might. Okay, have a gotcha. Thing in there. Right. Uh... <laughs> oh well, it's one of those rare times, isn't it, where it's okay to watch uh, very muscular men oiled up with swords. <laughs> it's okay then, isn't it? It's all right. One of it? one of what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's one of those arguments that people have. You know, it's art. Therefore, there's absolutely nothing smutty whatsoever about it no <laughs> okay do you have uh yeah, yeah. continue uh, on sir well, I, uh. um I'll, I'll run through these uh, a little quickly then i had obviously the next captain america film the winter soldier i saw a trailer for that a couple of days ago looked like it's basically a continuation of captain america so <laughs> always interested in more of the marvel stuff the hobbit 3 i think yeah obviously the next hobbit's coming out this christmas i'm sure the hobbit 3 will be coming out the following christmas Christmas, so we'll have stuff to watch at christmas time sin city 2 
I loved oh. Sin City, and I cannot wait for this one, which probably means I'm going to be disappointed, but I really want to see this film. So I think the thing that interests me about Sin City is is it's it's been quite quiet. It's been off the radar for quite a while. Like they, they when the first film came out, I'm with you, like absolutely loved that first film, thought it was fantastic. And they, they were rumouring a couple of sequels for so long and, and it seemed like they could never quite get there, you know, with the funding or, or with the, or the writing or anything. And now they've actually made one, but you'd think there'd be more... Because I, I think I wrote down... I can't remember if I wrote down the release there. I don't know if anyone's got it to hand, but it, it's been quite quiet up until now and, and it's, it's only a few pictures on IMDb and not really many, you know, not much many people talking about it. You I, know? Give you, I can give you two good reasons why I think this film is going to be a success and it's going to be a force for good. Okay, here's the two reasons. One, they have taken their time over it. They haven't tried to rush it and just churn it out for yeah. the sake of churning the Hollywood machine. And the second reason is Robert Rodriguez. This guy, he's not afraid to make an 18 and I really respect that. And of course, being friends with Quentin Tarantino, maybe he'll be in for another dollar paycheck to direct a scene like in the first <laughs> yeah. one. So, oh, absolutely! So, yeah, yeah it, I'm. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm hoping it's going to follow, like I said earlier, with Inception. You heard nothing about it, and then it was just out, and it was great. I'm hoping it's another thing of they don't give you any of the details of it because they've just been working on it. They've been keeping it under wraps, and then they just release it for everyone to see. And that's normally a good thing. That's very much what I'm hoping. I always find that in Hollywood, especially, no news is good news. You know, the ones you know the least about are the ones that actually come up and go, holy crap, where, where did that come from? You know, really, yeah, really surprise you, you know? So, yeah, very, very excited about that one. Well, and the last one I had on my good list was The Guardians of the Galaxy, which is... Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, basically following on with that. And it should feature The Collector, which you saw in a mid credit sequence in Thor 2, who... Played. Unfortunately, I haven't seen. I, I have not I, seen I, Thor I, two yet. Uh, yeah. I missed Thor two, as did Byron. So you're you're on your own with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, basically, go and see Thor two and watch the mid credit sequence, and then think this guy is going to be a major player in the next film, yeah. especially given who they chose to play it and what he looks like. It's going to be a very interesting film. Fair enough. So, All right, uh, Ryan, what's on your? I'm just going to run through mine real quick. You, uh, I had Sin City on there as right. well as uh, the Hobbit, so right. I won't go into those. Uh, Cesar Chavez. I'm really looking forward to this film. I don't know if anyone's I, aware of this. I don't know that one. Okay, it, it's not a straight biopic, from what I understand, right. but it is taking his life and you know, a fiction, you know, just uh, punching it up a little bit, I guess. But it is uh, directed by Diego Luna, who I'm not super familiar with. Michael Pena is in it, uh, uh, who I'm a big fan of. So looking to that, I'm you know I'm a big. Uh, History buff, so Cesar Chavez, looking forward to that. Interstellar, as I previously mentioned. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then, as is everyone, I'm sure, Dumb and Dumber 2. (laughs) T.O. Definitely. (laughs) T.O., yeah, with you on that. Um, 20 20 years on from the original, and and it's the same same directors, isn't it? It's the Farrelly Brothers. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, obviously a seminal film in my childhood, so uh, looking forward to that, and we won't discuss uh, Dumb and Dumber... Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. That's all I had. Yeah, all right. Uh, right. I'll, uh, pass it to you guys. Well, uh, do you guys want to do the, your good ones now, or should we do our bad yeah. and then? Yeah, I, well, I just wanted to quickly before we go on with our good ones. I just wanted to mention because the, the, the reason I'm, I'm I'm glad you said the Marvel ones because we, but I, I'm a bit more of a Marvel geek than, than Byron. But I'm, I've been excited about how they're going to do this sort of what they keep referring to as this Phase Two thing. You know, like we, we had the sort of the Phase One, the film, the Origins films, and then into the Avengers. And then everyone was kind of a bit confused about how, how are you going to carry this on? And I think that's going to come down to this Guardian of the Galaxy film. I think that's going to kind of make or break the sort of the this Phase Two section. And it's it's very much going to have a good go for, for Avengers two or, or not, if it's, if it's not, if it's not any good. So I, I, I'm very excited to see what they do with that. And the one you, you didn't mention that I was, I was hoping you would was their X-Men days of future past, which is nearly of, wrote it, that down, but yeah, yeah. We, I was thinking right <laughs> I'm on the fence on that. Yeah. It, it oh, really? Be, really? Yeah. Could be good. Having all of those actors in it, you'll have brilliant acting. I yeah. guess it just depends on how it all comes together in the end. Well, well the, uh, the X-Men films, by and large for me, have been inconsistent. And yeah. I, I agree. I mean, there's been a few They're, they're few like the Star Trek films. And a few great they're ones. the evens and the odds. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, you get a great one and then you get shit. <laughs> I, I'm just more excited about the fact that the Days of the Future Past storyline from the comics was, was a very... Advent, it was a, was a very... Uh, 
I'm I'm impressed that they've taken that storyline on to film, you know, because because they 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 could have gone a thousand ways with a new X Men film, and I'm glad they went that way and decided to spend the money and get the entire cast involved into it. Um, and I have to say that I think the trailers look look like it's going to be a good one. It's got a May release date, so they're obviously hoping for a sort of a a big budget, you know, in the start of the summer. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy obviously got the big August date and I'm surprised that I thought it'd be the other way around but but there you go um, so yeah X, X, X-Men was one that I, I was I was very excited about I do have to say that with the X-Men thing I was somewhat uh, I was looking forward to it but then I thought about it and I have a slight problem with them merging the two uh, sort of storylines together Universes. if only because Patrick Stewart in the third film, you saw him walking when he met a young Jean Grey. And then at the end of the uh, the X-Men first class, he got paralyzed on that beach. True. So how are they going to put those two together that he's paralyzed, yet he can walk? I don't <laughs> get it. I think a lot of people uh, would like to see that third film buried at the bottom of the uh, ocean. <laughs> I, I, will so sign I, that, I will sign that petition. <laughs> I'm wondering if the directors kind of decided to go along the same route and just go, do you know what? Third film, fuck it. Let's forget it ever happened. And let's just go with what the, 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 good, yeah. that we, the good that we created. Bar, let, let's, let's hear one from you. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, um, uh, okay. I'm looking forward to a, a series that I stumbled upon in my, in my childhood. Um, which kind of just was on TV, and I, mean, I remember taping it and watching it and just think, seeing how sort of like, I don't know, how interesting it was. And as I grew up, I, you re, I rewatched it again, and it just seems to be more, the more interesting it, it becomes as you watch it. And I'm referring to the whole saga of Planet of the Apes. And um, there's just sort of really some interesting sort of political things going on there as well, and the kind of message they were trying to give when they were doing the original films. And of course, now we're, do, we're getting and the next remake is coming out for July, which is going to be Dawn of Planet of the Apes. So I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to take this, um, yeah, where where this is going to be leading, you know, in terms of uh, the next the next sort of episode of things. I was really concerned um, when they did the last Planet of the Apes uh, sort of remake when I just thought, well, you know. How is it going to look? You know, how 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 are the apes going to look? How are they going to be able to do them really well and tastefully? And or is it just going to look very cheesy and bad? And is it going to be awful? And I just think it, it turned out fantastically well. So now I'm very interested to see what's coming next for us. You know, I'd be inclined to agree with you on that because purely because if 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 the last film hadn't been as good as it was, I I this would be in my not looking forward to list because yeah. because this is like what we're talking about where we're not sure if it's a reboot or a remake you know like with the original planet of the apes then they went on and made sort of what five sequels or something which did sort of explain the you know did do the whole prequel thing and explain where they come from and that's essentially what they're doing here so there's no sort of a, there's not massive original material here it was only because the the first film was so fantastic not the first that you know the, the 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 one before was so fantastic um i think this one could could be on for a winner, um, and and a great cast. Gary Oldman's in it. Andy Serkis returns to play Caesar and a few other apes. And um, I, I can't remember the name of the director, but it's someone. It's a good name they've got on board. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, fingers crossed. It's going to be a good one. Okay, so those are all the good things. Now, of course, as you know, we all like good things, but usually there are a few little <laughs> clouds on the horizon. Shall we talk about those now, gentlemen? Please. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been waiting all podcast. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the one we should save all the time. Let me for. get my soapbox <laughs> out. Okay. Okay, I think Brian should go first. Then. Oh, I'm chomping at the bit. All right. Uh, I will steer clear. I know you mentioned a couple that you want to go into, Paul. Um, might be shocking to some. Robocop at the top of my list. Really? Yeah. I love the first film. I love Peter Weller, and I just can't imagine topping that film, and I just think it's going to steer completely off course. I don't know. Uh, I might be surprised. I mean, I heard that they aren't going to make it as violent, which that was the the social commentary, was it needed to be ultra-violent. And so removing that... I don't know what you're left with. But. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I remember when I watched the Robocop. Sorry to interrupt you guys. I remember when I no, you're good. The Robocop the first time. It was, um, it really, it really was quite a, a gory film, and also it was kind of almost borderline in in terms of horror. In the same way that when you watch Alien, it goes across from science fiction into horror. In terms of it, kind of shocks you a couple times, um, particularly when the Ed Two Hundred Nine creature kind of machine was on there, and I thought it's such an unpredictable killing machine. It was actually kind of quite fearful and 
uh, scary to watch this thing. So when I heard again, like exactly like you said, Brian, they're bringing back Robocop, and then but they're going to try to make it a rating of whatever PG twelve, whatever the hell they're trying to do. I thought, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think I'm with you. To to, to be honest, I, I was I was completely with you on, on for, for the whole time they were announcing this film my my only glimmer of light was when they released the trailer i thought you know what this actually part of this looks like it could be okay i'm with you on the violence i i don't i don't see how you can make robocop 12 but whatever they i mean they've, they've done it so it's either gonna it's either gonna you know be shit or, or not but but the thing that's the thing that's the the, the silver lining for me is the cast because they've got quite yeah. a decent cast on, on onto it, and this is where me and Byron disagreed. That, that when I watched the trailer, it, it looked like they kind of tried to keep some of the, um, the the sort of what's the word like the tongue and cheekness of it. You know, it, 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 the the reason we love RoboCop was it was a bit sort of cheesy and a bit like the way their their vision of the future was sort of. It, it wasn't perfect. It was a bit. It was a bit rough around the edges, and it, it looks like they've tried to keep that in the trailer. And and that's my one little glimmer of of light at the end of the tunnel. I, I th- yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I will still check it out, but with the uh, very cautious nature. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just odd that you've got these. This film is coming out, and it's going to be. I I'm guessing for it sounds like a twelve in the UK. I'm going to guess uh, PG thirteen over here. Yeah, and then so you're going to get the kids seeing it at which point their parents are probably going to say you know oh that wasn't as good as the original and then these kids aren't allowed to see the original because it's much <laughs> it's right. much higher rating <laughs> so i mean obviously that doesn't stop the majority mm. of young people from seeing it but still it's one of those things of here's something which may or may not be as good as the original and we're not going to let you see the original for another seven years yeah. <laughs> I think what we're talking about here is what we call the total recall syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead real quick. Um, Vampire Academy. I don't think we need to talk any more about that than just mentioning it. Apparently someone heard that vampires were big eight years ago. So uh, still trying to cash in on that. I, I just saw a trailer for that at the beginning of uh, yeah. Thor. and. Um. Yeah, I saw a poster for it and thought, this could be good. I saw the trailer for it and thought, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on to uh, more, uh, Transformers 4. Oh, yeah, there, go. there it is. Age of Extinction, which I am still waiting on the franchise to become extinct. Wait, wait uh, a second. Does that, I, either that means that they're going to attempt to exterminate the entire human race, or they're going back in time to the dinosaurs. I, I only hope oh, they're targeting Michael Bay, but uh, I doubt it since he's at the helm. Uh, and then, along those same lines, I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, what, Again, by Michael Bay. That's also so Mike. Well, he's not directing alien. that Alien one. Turtles, Sorry, yes. Teenage Alien Ninja Teenage Turtles. Alien, yes, because they're no longer mutants. And I would just like to say this, Michael Bay. Stop fucking with my childhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Bay. Oh, give it to him between the eyes. <laughs> Stop I mean, ruining this... the things I love, uh, but... Yeah. Yeah, By uh, the way, for more Michael Bay hate, please do listen to our previous episode. <laughs> any, any, any of them are good. <laughs> I try I to mean, throw it in there once or twice an episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's going to be a travesty across the board. I think. Oh, Sorry if you gentlemen are uh, on board for that, but no, no, not at all. I mean, excuse the pun, but he's very, he's very much alienated the uh, the entire. You know, the, the the people that he guaranteed to go and see that film, he's managed to just abolish with one fell swoop of changing changing the storyline of making them alien. And he's think doesn't even make sense. You know, um, the, uh, he's not directing that one. I know. He, I think he's just funding it, or he's just he's he's just the the big the big man in the sky for that one. But the Transformers Four again, we, I, I don't think we need. Um, he, he, you know, he, he obviously claims and says in interviews it's he's going a different angle. It's going to be a whole different thing. But you know, we've seen it all before, and we, um, and I don't know. It, it's it's just I, I'm kind of interested to see it just because I kind of want to be proven right. But I, I also don't want to pay my money to go and see it like I did with the other three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see the most recent? Uh, the was that just called TMNT or? Uh, yes. No, I, I I didn't I didn't even bother with that. Yeah, one. I didn't either. I just I want the, I'm with the guys in the suits, and that's you know. <laughs> I'm with I'm with you, man. You know, t- t- uh, the turtles are, are my generation. I grew up watching that show and watching those films. In fact, I think the first film was like the first film I saw at the cinema. So for me, it's like you know you're 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 you're, you're dealing with something very close to my heart. <laughs> exactly, you know, and, yeah. and you want to remake that film. And, oh. 
Oh, yes. I, I have one on here, but I saw that Paul had it written down, so I will chime in whenever he brings that up. So right. go right ahead, Paul. All right. Well, I'll, I've only got a few films on here because, to be honest, most of the other films that I looked up, I'm just kind of meh about. But these yeah. are the ones that I'm just not looking forward to and also slightly annoyed that they're coming out in the first place. Paranormal Activity 4 and 5. Oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Those ghosts just will not go away. I know. It, isn't it the same bloody ghost or whatever? <laughs> it's the same thing through multiple families and films. It's, it's like no one learns. Get a hobby, ghost. <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those things of, I saw the first film and I thought, wow, that was boring. And then everyone else is like, wow, this is really scary. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> Shut up. You know well, nothing. Yes, I'm also on record as being very fond of found footage and, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, what is it? Um, uh, of course, I... Sarcastically, <laughs> yeah. Brian said. <laughs> Blair Witch Project was probably the only film to do it well. And that's because it was the first film to do it. Yeah, and then everyone just tried to copy it. And, and still trying to do that. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like, we don't need any more paranormal activities. Well, as long as they but, make a dollar, they're going to keep coming. Yes, so. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the problem, that's the biggest problem. So cheap to make, and uh, the ticket prices are so high that you only need to say 100 people go and see it, and they've made their money back. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, 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 I don't think we, uh, we, need, we need these films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, films like, you know, World's End, there's films we want more of, and, it, you know, things like this. So it's a bit like that message of trying to get people to, to buy the right films and, and buy, the, buy the good product and watch out for these dodgy sort of rehashings. And, ugh. <laughs> lazy, yeah. Yeah, lazy. That's think you've said that. Yeah, it's lazy cinematic entrepreneurship, you know. I've got I've got a few that I want to jump in with. I, I don't know if I, no, no. I, have you got some as well. Was... You, everything's been covered on my list already, so just okay. Whack it away, man. Well, the the, the the only ones I wanted to mention was the um, the Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, which uh, any yeah. any other year I would have I wouldn't have had any opinions. Of it. It's only because I was I felt this time last year I remember sitting in this you know in in this position talking to Byron talking about how this film Oblivion sounded really really good yeah, yeah, really yeah. interesting yeah, uh, yeah. you know and and I I felt let down but I know a lot of people really liked it so if if you guys are, are, are for it then then apologies but uh, I I I was let down by that film and I just read a quick synopsis of this new one coming out in in June uh, with Tom Cruise Edge of Tomorrow which is another sci-fi thing where he's I can't even remember the plot, but it just sounds like Oblivion again, <laughs> you know, uh, with with a slightly different name. And I just think it just it sounds like Tom Cruise is getting more and more like a child, going, "I want to do this, I want to do this film," blah blah blah, you know. And and I I just don't think they're they're any good anymore. Um, I I don't know what you guys feel, but it it just didn't really whet my appetite. No, I, I I get that. I think Tom Cruise is falling into the same thing, almost like the. Keanu Reeves type thing where he's end up being yeah. the same thing again uh, and again and again uh, and again. You sparked a name in me, uh, in me and I hope I don't... Uh, 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 he's one of your countrymen, so hopefully I don't offend you too much, but it, I think it's the road that unfortunately Jason Statham has gone down. I agree with that. A very talented actor in my opinion, very and he talented, just yeah. seems to take whatever action dretch comes along. Right. Some good, some bad in my opinion. I mean, I literally just saw a trailer a few minutes before we, we started uh, for the new one, which I think is called Home Homefront or something, which yeah. is written and directed by Sylvester Stallone, but not starring. And Jason Statham plays the lead role, and James Franco's playing the, the villain. And it actually looked, it looked interesting, but again, the problem with Jason Statham is he's just become a little bit too predictable now. Um, there was a time when I liked all his films. You know, I, I enjoyed watching the new Jason Statham film, like Transporter One, and but then then it all got a bit too. Oh, it's another. It's Transporter Sixteen. It's you know, it's a, it's a bit too predictable. The Jason, he's the, you know the Seagal or the Norris of today. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I brought up Keanu Reeves there. That's one I'm yeah. not looking forward to, even though it is this year. Forty Seven Ronan with Keanu Reeves oh, as the yeah. main character. I'm I'm sorry. No. So if I'm going to see a white samurai, I'm actually going to go back to Tom Cruise and see the last samurai. Oh, there go. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No. I'm 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 not feeling that one. Um, the the other one I wanted to mention was, uh, and I don't know much about it, but this Noah film with Russell Crowe. I, I just don't. Oh yeah. 
it, they, they, they label it as a biblical epic, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure if I... He's not singing in this, correct? Please tell me he won't be at least I, singing. I, I, he's fucking well Oh, my not. God, no, that's beautiful. <laughs> I, I've taken all I can of that, so... Yeah. The, the one problem, the biggest problem I had with that film is I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, it's another biblical film, they're going with the story. Emma Watson, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I know, man. I mean, it's, it's a shame, isn't it, when you see these... Uh, because I, I, everyone banged on about her role in This Is The End, but I, 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 didn't really, I didn't really think all that of... I liked the film, but I didn't think she needed to be in it. And I think it's a shame when these childhood stars start getting desperate and start just taking kind of anything, you know, when they could have anything, really. I saw an interview and it said they did go to Daniel Radcliffe first and he couldn't <laughs> do it. And so it's almost like, did they then just decide to go through the Harry Potter list? Yeah, Rupert Grint was third, obviously. What's Rickman doing these days? But yeah, Byron, have you got any that you're, uh, no, that you're dreading? All, all of mine have now been covered. Well, I, I, I've got one or two more that I was go, just going to say. Um, fo- obviously, following in the footsteps of every single teen novel being made into a film, you've got Divergent now coming out, which is Ooh. basically... The Hunger Games, or Twilight, or insert young adult book here, made into a film a couple of years later than it really was to catch that trend. It's just another teeny bopper film. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. need these, really. The no, but it'll, it'll make 120 million its opening weekend, and you yeah, know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, will, uh, it will sell big time. Um, I wrote down on here, Need for Speed, Despite the fact that it does star Jesse Pinkman as the main (laughs) character, I don't know how this is going to come out. I know people... Wait, it stars Jesse Pinkman or Aaron Paul? (laughs) Well, I'm hoping it stars Jesse Pinkman, but probably it's just going to be Aaron Paul. Okay. Um, I wanted to be clear on that. But he... I, I know that people that don't play games are going to say, oh, it's another Fast and Furious. People that do play games are going to say this isn't as good as the game. So it's really a losing battle on both sides, mm. I think. I agree. Maybe know. they should have gone with Grand Theft Auto. I oh, there know. we go. Yeah, <laughs> make, make the film, well, they don't need to make a film with Grand Theft Auto. Do you ever played any of the recent Grand Theft Autos? Uh, You're playing a film at this point. I, I suppose. That's, that's true, yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to ask what your what everyone's opinion on Godzilla was. I spoke to Byron briefly, but Byron, Byron you're, you're not sure yet, are you? Uh, <laughs> no. About this film, I, I'm 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 staying, remaining positive because I think I hope that they won't think we they, they won't make the same mistake twice and they go right. We made the mistake back in '97. Let's let's make it properly. You know, Godzilla's a good story to tell, like Pacific Rim. You know, big 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 mutant things you know create create great cinematic experiences Bear, but jesus christ this is this is like a trip to hooters you go there you know exactly what you're going to see <laughs> what, what are your guys you views expect on, no more on, no less yeah, yeah. What, what are your views on godzilla i am optimistic about it because pretty much solely because of pacific rim you got to see giant monsters well done like yeah, yeah and i hear from everything I've seen and read about this film that they're going with the more softly, softly approach than the, so that's a lot of fish. (laughs) So I think it could be good, but I'm not going to put any judgment down until I see the first full trailer for it. And then I'll go with that. And yeah, uh, and I do think Brian wanted to bring up. Oh, is I, it I Frankenstein? It is I Frankenstein. I wanted to get your gentleman's thoughts on that. Uh, it was I, something that uh, the moment I started the, the trailer started, I forget in which film, I re- but uh, yeah. I like started to ooh, I started to get intrigued, and then I just tuned out twenty seconds into the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> like this just looks like utter shit. I, I'm willing to see it. Maybe I'll wait until it's on Netflix or the DVD rental thing. But they're going again with calling him Frankenstein when that is. It, I'm so they, sick of that, they, right? They do state at the beginning of the trailer that he took his creator's name. Okay. That's why Frank. That's how they're getting out of that. Yes, I know. One line it, of dialogue. It, Very it clever. Is, it is a real <laughs> cheat with this character. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that it could be... This will be one of those films that just sort of sit back, tune out, and you're just going to get a sci-fi action type yeah. thing. And then you finish it, you'll have no real opinions one way or the other, unless you're know. Brian, in which case you'll hate it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, on IMDb, the first two lines of this, the description are as follows. Frankenstein's creature finds himself caught in an all-out centuries-old war between two immortal 
clans. I mean, what the hell does that remind you of? <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I had to say it's not exactly the most original story ever told. <laughs> Has anyone no. told them that? Uh, p- apparently yeah. not. Okay. <laughs> There was there was just a couple more I wanted to mention that that, that I, I think I'm kind of more excited about than than dreading, but they 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 have potential to very much let me down. Um, just before we move on, um, one was the Expendables three, which I'm surprised you didn't mention, Byron, because you're you're all about the Expendables. Yeah, I mean I enjoy the Expendables. It's not just the next man. I I think the Expendables three has the potential to be absolutely awful because <laughs> oh there's it, always it, that it, potential yeah because well, yeah. it could potentially be one film too many i i think the second film just about got away with it because it was you know a bit shit but still enjoyable at the same time and if they if they go one step more then it, it could it could become just too too shit uh, i hope they don't because I, I i enjoyed the first two but uh it does have the potential to to be a letdown. The other one I wanted to ask everyone's opinion on was the new Jack Ryan, which comes out quite soon, actually. I almost wrote uh, that one down January. myself. Yeah. I, well, I don't know too much about it myself. I'm not exactly... Uh, yeah, I was another one on the fence about, so it didn't go in the good or the bad. It's kind of right. in the maybe pile right now. Yeah. I, I just know that I'm a big, big fan of the uh, the Harrison Fords and even the Hunt for Red October, the original, and uh, I'm, I'm, I just hope they don't sort of... I hope they keep the classiness of the Tom Clancy and not make it too Hollywood. Who's the lead in that? uh, Chris Pine, who was Kirk in the Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's good in what I've seen him in, so it'll it'll be interesting to see... I mean, I'm definitely intrigued by it, but I, yeah. I, I need more to form an opinion. I suppose again, they got they got a great cast behind them, but I just I hope they I hope they keep the story sort of true and it's not just sort of based on one of the old stories. And actually, they they keep what's good about it, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd welcome that. And like I like a good bit of really good old fashioned espionage yeah. and, and and storytelling like that. You know, I don't need an explosion every five minutes. So, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, well, yeah, if you want that, if you you're Michael Bay, you do. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it was. I think this podcast should be called, dedicated, you know, sponsored by Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, I, His name's come up one too many times, man. <laughs> we, we should actually reach out to him on the off chance that he, we'll get him to record this episode of Blockbusters. It's sponsored by Michael Bay, and then we'll yeah. just put a little explosion at the end of it. There, and there we go. <laughs> That's a really good idea, Joe. I might, might even consider doing that. He might be up for that. Yeah. He, uh, Shall we move on to our final? to our final feature oh yes, we please. probably should at this point I'm sure people are fed up of this listening to us okay go for it Byron you announce right. it here we go so the final section for the Christmas special podcast is we sat down and made a little choice of any classic movie that we would like to see remade or even a fantasy style movie that we think maybe isn't even possible to make in the first place and that's one thing we were talking about is what what, what would be a film we'd love to see redone uh, Bear you had something squirreled away I have three three that I'm going to mention <laughs> three. Three. hang on I a have second three. pick your favourite I don't think Hollywood can afford all well, this one, one's a film one's a TV programme and one's uh, a surprise okay. um, the one that's the film is and I think I'm more for this than against it is a remake of They Live Ah. That John Carpenter's They Live. They've been they've been they've been muttering about it for years, and I, I think almost it, went with that. Yeah, wow. I think I think it, you know, especially because when I watched that film, Byron, you know, thankfully got me onto that film. I, I'd never even heard of it, and he made me watch it and thought it was amazing. But the first question I said to him was, "Why isn't this film made now?" Because of all the sort of the hidden political references and and the the hierarchy and everything, it, it would be it would be so much more relevant now than it was back then. And I just think it. If it was done well with the, under the right hands, I think that would be a fantastic remake. Wow. Um, the one I wanted to see remade from a TV programme, which we've mentioned once before, is V, which is the uh, the old sci-fi TV series. Didn't that they do that? Got... Well, they remade it into a, a, <laughs> a mini-series. It was yeah. a mini-series that unfortunately got cancelled. And I just think if they... Because they didn't find the budget, and I just find that it was left un, unfinished. You know, and I like what they did with it. They they modernised it. They brought in this threat of terror to to, to make it more modern. Um, you know, terrorism and everything. And 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 I think again, if they had a budget and someone behind it that could, because a lot of the reason that's that remake didn't work is because it, a lot of it was just filler. So if they just plucked out the good bits that told the good story and made a two-hour film with the right budget, I think that would be a really really interesting film. Um, you said you had a third thing as well. Babe. Well, the third thing was uh, I, I'm hoping none of you guys have heard of this. This isn't a remake. This is actually a film that's happening. But um, they're 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 making a new Rocky. 
um, which I I only heard of it. Isn't a few it called days Grudge ago. Match? <laughs> it's called it's called Creed, and it stars Sylvester Stallone, and it's set around uh, Apollo Creed's grandson, who's now you know obviously wow. old enough to I'm assuming box and Rocky's I'm assuming going to be the, the you know like the new uh, Mick you know character the trainer. Um, I don't know what I feel about that. I don't know whether I really want well, it or quite really. I'm pissed because I just bought the Blu-ray box set. <laughs> now I have to buy it. Take that back to the store. Well, well, you never know. This could be one of those the lovely words that we've been tossing around. This could be a reboot. And oh, Rocky, we're going to go down the Creed, Creed line. Yeah. Creed, yeah, Creed. Yeah. Creed. I hope not. And, but and, yeah. yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, they, Maybe as Carl moment, there's, there's very little information. But, yeah, they have announced it. There's no release date. There's very little information, but apparently it is happening, and there is, and there is, you know, money behind it. So, so. Okay. Did you know there is a Rocky the Musical? Anyone? No way. Anyone? <laughs> gentlemen no, from Globecast? Didn't know that one. <laughs> there, there is Rocky the Musical, and this is currently. Uh, you can go and watch this if you want to fly to Hamburg in Germany. Uh, this is on on show right now. You can go and sit, and apparently it's supposed to be quite good. So I'm wondering if if Rocky the Musical is going to come to the West End um, just to see <laughs> if it's. Po- I mean, somehow they've done it. I don't know how you do boxing, and, and they, you know, I mean, they're singing. I don't know how they're doing That's it. It's going to be amazing. I know, some amazingly kind of, weird. <laughs> some kind of vocal pugilist performance. It's very interesting. So well, uh, it could be every time a punch is landed, they break into song. It's actually just the one. Match it just lasts for the entire length of the play because they can't stop singing. Oh boy. Well, I, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done on my remakes anyway, so I'm going to open the floor to someone else. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you guys want to have a go on this? All right. Well, I, uh, I'll go with mine. I actually, now that you said that you want a TV show remade, I've actually got one that popped into my head, which I don't even know if anyone here will have heard of it. But anyway. The film that I want to get remade is solely because I want it to be remade so everyone will forget the original one was ever made in the first place, which is Mary Poppins. I want that original (laughs) one to just go away and never have existed. And then I think if you got Emma Thompson as Mary Poppins... I knew you were going to say that. And Hugh Laurie (laughs) as Dick Van Dyke's character... I don't care who the rest of them were. I think that those two working together would be just really great to see on film doing a remake... Preferably without the singing. I mean, <laughs> chances that's are... Cool. That's an interesting You can't take the singing yeah. out of Mary Poppins. Oh, I you can. Have... <laughs> it is my remake. I'm taking the singing out. I will let them have Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. But that is it. That is the uh... only song I'll have in there. I also don't think you can allow putting a real English person in as the Bert character. I think you need, a, you know, I think you need an American doing a ridiculous English accent. Doing a chimney sweep accent. Hey, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Doing the accent that every American <laughs> thinks an Englishman sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Even though if you actually have them watch the film, every other English person sounds English. Yeah. But everyone leaps onto Dick Van Dyke's character. It's like, this is how everyone in England sounds. I'm sure well, it's because it. it's easily done, isn't it? It's, it's easy to copy because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, even people in the East End of London think that that is an incredibly stupid accent. I mean, it's one of those ones of the people that have the accent closest to it say we sound nothing like that. So that's mainly why I want that film to go away. I just want that accent to disappear. Um, it's an interesting concept. <laughs> And then the TV one that you made me think of is a really old TV show called Ripping Yarns, which was made by most of the people that were involved in Monty Python. And since they've just announced that they're getting back together, maybe an oldies version of Ripping Yarns with the Monty Python people would be kind of fun to see. And even if it wasn't them, I know that there are plenty of people out now that could do Ripping Yarns really well. Uh, and Ripping Yarn for people that don't know, which is probably everyone. everyone. Uh, <laughs> no one knows the shows you've seen. <laughs> it, it, it was a basic thing of there was always a mystical element to it. And most of the characters were playing it completely straight. But this random thing was going on. Like there's one guy who was the best escape artist ever. And he gets kidnapped and uh, put in a POW camp. And he's working on escaping. And the way that the story ends up, every other member of uh, the prisoners and the guards in this POW camp end up escaping themselves. And then he closes the gate and continues trying to build his escape devices. So he ends up being the only person not to escape from the POW camp. And then at the very end of the film, uh, film, the show, 
he dies, and you see that his body escaped from his grave and ended up six miles down the road. So it's one of those random right. things of just dry humour, sort of Monty Python-esque type yeah. things in there, but with just slightly fantastical stuff. I think that's something that should come back. Definitely sounds interesting. Oh. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> right, who, who needs to go next? Oh, I suppose I will, uh, since it was alluded to about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yes, yes, <all> right. <laughs> Paul knows what I'm about to say. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go with two immortal clans as a little hint. Highlander. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I want to see this rebooted. <laughs> uh, I would have Del Toro directing. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I want to see his yes. world. And uh, I know you guys will know this star, or hopefully. Um, I would have good old Jamie, uh, the Kingslayer Lannister playing the star role. Yeah. And Nikolai Coster-Wild, he's got that, you know, the pretty boy look. It's kind of yeah. the same fare, but it would allow him to be a, a protagonist, you know, a straight-up protagonist as opposed to, you know, Jamie. But I don't know. I just think that would be very interesting. Yeah, and and I will say, Brian was having a little bit of trouble trying to recast the Sean Connery. The Sean Connery role. I, I've come up with Paddy Considine, yeah. uh, I think would be and, decent. That's a really good call, actually, for, for that. Yeah. And then I was saying that if he wanted someone who was like a slightly gruffer Scottish person, so I just said, you know what? Even though he's the same age, go with Billy Connolly. Like, yeah. Yeah, get him in there. I think he would do good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> Never saw that coming, good. did you? Yeah, cool. Good call. I didn't want to go with something you know mainstream because my feeling is if it's a great film, there. I mean, Highlander. Not that Highlander isn't. Yeah, yeah. But if it's a classic, it's a classic for a reason that doesn't need to be mm. remade. Yeah, the, the main reason I didn't decide to go with Casablanca is uh, I do think it would be so much trouble that I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, we all saw what happened with the Psycho uh, shot for shot remake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So <laughs> there has to be something you're changing or something you're adding to it. Your your spin. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Baron, how about you? Agreed, yeah. Um, I was thinking about an old black and white film that was done by uh, Alfred Hitchcock called Strangers on a Train. Oh, um, yeah. And I thought that could be redone one of two ways. One, in a very sort of, just just, just a very suspenseful, dramatic take on it, um, with, with actors playing it right down the line there. Or you could do it with a slight kind of black comedy feel to it. Um, which could be quite interesting as well because there's a, there's a slight humorous way of taking it which you could do. So I thought that would facilitate a nice, a nice, a nice little remake. That, there. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see anything uh, actually by yeah. Hitchcock's older or lesser known stuff. I, I think. Yeah, there was a time when they were rumoring at remaking the birds as well, and I, I was I was really for that, and I don't know what happened. It just kind of disappeared. But I, I, I yeah, I agree. I. I Anything by Hitchcock, I think, would make a really good... Rear, oh, Rear Window right or uh, North by Northwest? Or... I yeah, was going to yeah. say North by Northwest. <laughs> I, I would be really interested to see a modern take on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It could definitely... One of my favourite films of all time, yeah. North by Northwest. Yeah. Well, there does seem to be a bit of an untapped gold mine that exists there, and I wonder how long before someone in Hollywood land sort of, sort of twigs on it and says, actually, I think we can really do something with this. That'll be when uh, Paranormal Activities stop makes, makes uh, money. So yeah. when that stops making money... <laughs> They'll go into Hitchcock. Yeah, now, well, the big and, question would be... And they'll attach Michael Bay to direct. I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say, let, let's try and imagine the birds with Michael Bay. You know Bay. what there wasn't enough of in the birds? Explosions. Yeah. Every time Exploding a bird birds. dive bombs someone, it explodes. It, it explodes Trans- the city Transforming blocks. birds. Suicide pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> and a, and a uh, meteor that comes down another... <laughs> I had to get one last shot in. Yeah, right. I mean, come on, it's such an easy target. Well, yeah. it's, it's almost like beating up an old man, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> and yet, so funny. Yes. Especially if you imagine that old man as Michael Bay in 20 years. Okay. I'm spent on my Michael Bay hate uh, for one day. Yeah. Oh right. Well, I think that I think that I think that pretty much uh, wraps us up, you know, for our Christmas podcast. All right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm really happy that we were able to do this. As am I. I think we should definitely uh, definitely do this every now and again, touch base again, and. Uh, and and get get the get get an opinion from the other side of the ocean in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yeah. A- anytime you you need an American and an Englishman living in, I, I America, am feeling a bit outnumbered. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we're we're just a phone call and an ocean away. So yeah. possibly right, a year in review or something tour in the oh, next yeah. couple of months or you know there are like a top ten list or something. Yeah, of that or, sort. or or even sort of doing a, an Oscar 
debate thing on which we think could win or or if we give a shit about the Oscars well yeah true, <laughs> true. true. yeah our, just our own just, just... there we go we yeah. can do our own Oscars. or the BAFTAs <laughs> yeah our own Oscars that's yeah. a good idea I, I like was just about to say that maybe I'm that's like... what we'll do so for the listeners we maybe we'll do our little uh, own podcast Oscars and we'll, and we'll we'll take over take control of this situation <laughs> alright I think that's going to do it for us yeah I think so alright then so that's the Christmas special wrapped up there thanks to everyone that's been listening from uh, Bloatcast and all of the guys listening from back to the podcast hope you've enjoyed this one and uh, we'll see you again for more movie review footage in the near future and